from a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Craft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. Brad Henry is the Director of Technology for eStudent Learning, and he is here with us today to talk about Code.org and some of the programs that Code.org is bringing out. So welcome to Craft, Brad Henry. Hello. What is Code.org? I can guess from the name that you're interested in computer programming. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a really good assumption. Yeah, so Code.org. Um, it is a uh, nonprofit organization that is working with uh, uh, several states around the nation on uh, implementing uh, code in K through 12 organizations. And uh, Ohio will be the first statewide implementation that I'm currently in uh, progress of working with code.org to make this happen. Okay. So what happens when it gets implemented into the schools? How does that uh, function for the schools once that's all in place? So this is uh, this is really neat. There's a, a new House bill that, that just passed. It's, it's House Bill 487, and they're still uh, flushing out exactly what the language means. But what it'll allow is a district um, to to uh, substitute a uh, technology credit for for math, and that was a, a big game changer. And that was one of the stipulations from uh, Code.org uh, to actually be able to implement their program in the state. So, so that, that being said, it, it now provides uh, uh, the opportunity for a graduate credit for, for technology. And what's, what's really interesting uh, about this is, is currently there's a huge focus on STEM-related subjects. But um, there are only 9% of uh, courses that offer technology, but yet 60% of the available jobs are all related with technology. So part of their goal is is to really start uh, gearing up the uh, workforce for tomorrow and prepare students for those jobs. Okay. So how how does that function then? How many, you said there's a, it, it's replacing a math credit with a technology credit. Um, the students go in, they have to start programming. Uh, to walk me through some of the ways that all, all that occurs. Well, it really depends upon the grade level. So they do something once a year called Hour of Code. And last year there were several uh, districts throughout the state of Ohio that, that participated. And I went and worked with uh, Kimberly Cleveland uh, from the uh, Dublin City Schools. And we started off working with first, second, and third graders. And we had them working with uh, Angry Birds. And you think to yourself, ah, oh, kids at that age can't code. Um, well, they have a really interesting um, intuitive interface that allows students to be able to assemble uh, the, the core components, and then they begin learning logic. So then they begin applying uh, simple things like if-then statements, uh, but then they get to actually see what happens uh, through the uh, order by which they uh, begin programming. So, uh, and, you know, Angry Birds being a, a pretty popular game uh, was, was a really uh, low-hanging fruit, but it worked well with the uh, kids. But then we went up to the high school, and um, the high school will be the uh, newest implementation because this is the, the, the last frontier that Code.org has really been working with. So this will actually begin more uh, uh, integrating core coding components along with other STEM-related subjects. So it, it really is to make code meaningful and to begin to teach students you know how to apply those those concepts and in, in just daily routines in life okay so when you say apply those concepts to daily routines you're you're looking for them to apply sort of the logic that they learn in coding and to that is that 
one of the outcomes that you're hoping for or just the learning of the code? Um, well, no, it actually extends. So if we think about how technology is, is really pervasive in our lives, you know, more so with the younger generation, you know, us us folks, older folks have been around for years. You no, know, wait so, a minute. <laughs> I I grew up with a rotary phone, so, you know, I can, <laughs> I can make that statement. Um, but... Yeah, kids nowadays, you know, everything, you know, they can't imagine what it was like not to have a cell phone. So technology has always been part of, of their life. So teaching them the, the, the coding skills, you know, allows them to begin to think creatively. So, I mean, they can start thinking, you know, what is the next app, you know, that I can build, that I can construct? You know, how can I use this in my daily life, you know, and hopefully we end up with the uh, next Bill Gates or, or Mark Zuckerberg. It's a huge opportunity. Okay. So... Uh, as I understand it, uh, code.org will then pay teachers to uh, participate in this for with their uh, for professional development, for example, so that they can then teach the courses. Yeah, so this is this is extraordinary and pretty unprecedented. I, I've never heard of this, so I was really excited about this. So being a nonprofit, they they're extremely well uh, well funded organization. So as soon as we sign up thirty teachers, and one of the stipulations are that districts have to, of course, you know, sign a an, uh, real simple agreement. Um, which is really simple terms. But, yeah, once we get 30 teachers as part of the uh, professional development, then then they will guarantee that they will come in, into the state and do training based upon uh, that particular region. So for year one, we're going to start uh, in the Columbus area. But I've also had conversations up in Cleveland, and there have also been some conversations down in Cincinnati. So if we can build capacity in any particular area, they will do the uh, training in those areas. But 30 is that magic number that we have to hit by uh, at least the uh, second week of October. So that's your big goal now, is 30 by the second week of October? Yes. Where does the funding come for Code.org? You said it's uh, well-funded. Is that a, a government funding or is private funding? Um, this is all private funding. So they've had funding through things such as uh, I know uh, Mark Zuckerberg, his foundation has uh, provided uh, ample resources as the Gates Foundation and there are other foundations. So, you know, they really do have a vested interest in, in helping to create the next generation of, of work workers. So what's the best way for people, teachers, students to learn about this? Where should they go? Um Really easy. They could either go to code.org, and there is a district form on there that they can complete and submit it, or they can contact me directly. And uh, my information is available on the OTEC website as part of eStudent Services. And we'll have that on www.crafttheshow.com, everyone's favorite website. So you can go there and find that information and contact Brad Henry to get your school district enrolled or your students, your children, uh, to become coders. Excellent. Yeah, and I check out your website every day, Doug. I know. Thanks. I, I appreciate that. It makes me happy. Good. <laughs> Brad Henry, thank you very much for being here today on Craft. I really appreciate talking to you. Thanks for having me. For more information from my guests, visit www.crafttheshow.com. This is Doug Dangler. Until next time, be creative. <laughs>